I freaking hate Collingwood. Grubby organisation, grubby fan base. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be honest, the Collingwood fans that I do know, yeah, I don't know, they're pretty questionable people. They are so. questionable people. <laughs> no, I question their dentists too, mate. You know, listen to. <laughs> Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Off Cuts podcast. It has been a long time coming. We've had a bit of a break for a while, but now uh, we're, we're back again, and we're coming back hard and juicy this time around, I will tell you. I've got some amazing men with me today. Uh, just to give them a bit of a brief introduction, we have to my left here, the one, the only, Eric Danielson Jensen. Hello, hello. Now, how, how are you going, broski? Doing well, doing well. Excited to be here. Oh, it's finally good to have you on. We've been talking about it for a while to finally have you on, and uh, you're one of my day one since moving up to Queensland, man. So it's it's a long time coming. Sure has been, eh? Yeah, we've been talking about this for a while. It's we good have. to finally finally actually make the time and be on the show. Yeah, th- we uh, can thank our our overlord and our our king, King Charles, for this public holiday to make <laughs> this possible. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> more 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 on divisive topics later, but. Uh, we can't forget the other man in the room right here, uh, to my right here, we have Eric's uh, brother-in-law, uh, Logan Douglas. How are you going today, Logan? Yeah, good, good. Good to be here. Uh, grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, it's, it's good to have you on, mate. I've, oh, I've only known you for not, oh, what, a couple, well, since I moved up to Queensland, well, about four or five years or so, just in passing. Yeah, yeah, just in passing. I knew your, what, your younger sister and your younger brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like older. Yeah, I mean, I'm like... 25, you're like what, like 21? 20. 20. Oh, you seem older, mate. So. <laughs> but yeah, I've got these two uh, wonderful blokes with me today. We're just having a bit of a yarn, just catching up on old times. And uh, I mean, just even to get stuck in, in the, the thicker things, not many people know this, but Eric, you study medicine. Well, early days, early days. Um, technically speaking, I'm studying biomedical science. So the goal is to get into med school. But um, yeah, I'm still got another about a year or so before I actually get that opportunity. But yeah, well, moving in that direction. Hopefully, there soon. But yeah, learning a lot about medicine and all the intricacies surrounding it. So yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. I've got a ton of questions, mate. And Logan, chime in as well, mate. Like, I'm not going to be doing all the talking today. Trust <laughs> me. Want to keep it around? But like, like what, what's well, what got you into it in the first place? <laughs> That's a good story, actually. So. Came back from living overseas for a couple of years back in 2019 and decided to get back into skateboarding when I was a little kid. And so, yeah, I got back into it and I used to do it for work every day. I was getting pretty good again. And then I got up this morning. It was like 4 a.m. because I had my shift at 6 and decided to go for a skate. And, you know, I'm just cruising, just going over like a couple stairs. It wasn't even nothing crazy. I just went down, ollied down on the skateboard and my back foot slipped off and I broke my leg. Um, my leg was up at my head. I heard this loud pop and I just had to crawl across the skate park to grab my phone. Oh, four in the morning, eh? Four in the morning, No man. one around. Oh, actually, there was one old dude walking his greyhounds. <laughs> Serious? Did not come over, did not give a damn oh, that I just broke my leg. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, you'd think, you think someone would call an ambulance after something like that. But, um, no, I called my dad and um, he was like, yeah, I'll be there soon. You know, 45 minutes later, he shows up. And, you know, the adrenaline's run off. I was in a lot of pain oh. and, yeah, he took me to the hospital and, yeah, it was broken pretty bad. I had to get some surgery and stuff done. 
Did your dad shower and everything before he came or something? Yeah, he must have. Fully, hey. fully like, he ready was, for the day and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he did not care. He was like, oh, he'll be fine. He's probably not broken. Probably just rolled his ankle. He'll be, he'll be good. You're pretty, like when I say serious, like you don't mess around. You don't joke about things like that, mate. I'm surprised he wouldn't have thought the same thing too. Yeah, for a serious dude, you'd think he'd show up pretty quick, but no. No, he's all good. But yeah, no, at the hospital anyways, I got to see the how, how things work and um, watch doctors and nurses interact with me. And I was like, you know, this stuff's pretty cool. You know, I'd never really seen that side of, of medicine. And so since then, I just had this inkling and desire to go and learn a bit more about it. And then um, when I first met my, my now wife, um, she kind of pushed me to, to follow that, that dream and follow those interests. And now I'm studying. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the fact that she's a nurse does play into the fact that she tried to get you on <laughs> into medicine. Yeah, of course. Of course, that plays into it. Um, yeah, she's very keen on medicine and she was pretty happy to hear that I was interested in getting into it as well. So, yeah. Great minds think alike, mate. That's, you know, it's the, the compatibility, mate. There, there's more to it than that, but, you know, it's a good woman gets you in the right direction, mate. That that's, is for sure. That's it, that's it. I can speak for that as well as a married man myself. Exactly, exactly. Hey, many of you may not know, but Wilson and I, we met our wives at the same time, same day, same place. That is very, that's actually true, yeah. That's, uh, I don't think I've mentioned on the pod, but the, uh, we, we call it Love Island, Stradbroke Island up here in, uh, in <laughs> Queensland. Uh, up in beautiful Queensland, we we live in around the Cleveland area, so we just off the coast of uh, you know, off the coast, but like just over there, they're um about a boat ride away, away at Stradbroke Island, and uh, a few of our mates put together a trip, and they brought some mutual friends along, and I brought some mutual friends along. That's the one, that's Eric. the one, and next thing you know, we both got girlfriends, and then a few years later. Yeah, next thing you know, my hey. sister come home and says she's got a boyfriend. I'm like, hey. hey. <laughs> You're like, oh, who's this guy? I want to knock his head in. He walks in the door and you got this like six foot two Viking walking through the door. <laughs> oh, crap. Starts doing the hucker to scare him off. <laughs> <laughs> nah, as soon as he walked in, I was like, oh, I know this guy. That's it. Yeah, no, nah, Logan and I, we met when we were younger, um, growing up in, in the church and stuff. And so, yeah, I'd seen him around quite a bit. Mm. I actually knew him a lot more than his sister, so... Yeah, yeah, he actually didn't even know we were brother and sister until uh, you rocked up at dating. his house. Until <laughs> yeah, he rocked yeah, up to exactly. my house, I was like, "Hey, what are you doing here? Like, oh, which sibling are you dating? Which si- mate? I'm the brother, mate. Who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> exactly. Well, we got you both here, mate. What was the first impressions, Logan? Oh, like I said, already knew him. I knew I was good mates with his younger brother, so I had spent time around his younger brother, and he was just always there and around. So, mm. yeah. Very First true. impressions, I guess, happened ages ago when he was like 14 and, oh no, he was probably 18 when I met him. Um, yeah, it would have been, eh? True. I mean, but does your opinion kind of change a bit when like that's that guy is, is dating my sister? Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. But the way that I sort of looked at, because my sister, I have two older sisters and they both started dating someone around the same time. Mm. So it was more or less um, how they helped my sisters to, if they were still being themselves, if they were still you know, doing the things that they loved, um, if they still, you know, seemed happy around me. Mm-hmm. Um, those were sort of the more the things that I judged him on. I didn't really judge him as a person or, or, or his character, but more or less how he treated my sisters and how my sisters acted around them. So both of them, yeah, absolutely perfect. Um, Savannah's still happy and bubbly as she's always been, so mm-hmm. Eric must be doing something right. He definitely Talking me it. up, appreciate it. Hey. Maybe say that to her next time. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear, mate. That's good to hear. But hey, the reason I bring that up, mate, because usually when the uh, 
the boyfriend comes along, you want to, you know, you're very skeptical. You want to protect your your sisters, but obviously we've got a, a gentleman on our hands here, so there's nothing to worry about from the word go by the sounds <laughs> of it. Oh, to be honest, I wasn't really around much. I was uh, out doing my own things. So I wasn't. He had his own messer at the time. <laughs> hey, he was true. occupied, man. Yeah, I was pretty occupied. I wasn't at home much, so they were sort of doing whatever they wanted, and I was I was out doing my own thing. And then six months later, I left for two years, so I didn't really have a choice. So. Not gonna lie, I mean, my sister knows this, but like when she got a when she was uh, got her first boyfriend, I was over um, overseas for a couple of years at the time. So I'm thinking, mate, this sneaky, not my sister, but, but her boyfriend, I like, he's a good bloke. I think I know who he is. Yeah, dude. you know who it is, you know who it is. But I'm thinking, this sneaky bloke, when both the big brothers are out <laughs> doing, you know, doing God's work overseas, mate, he comes into the fortress, mate, and, you know, steals the princess. <laughs> Snaps her up like Snaps that. Snaps her up, mate. Yeah, it is kind of, the, you know, the brotherly thing. You always look out for the, for the sister, even if they're the younger Younger, yeah. older than them. So yeah, I think I think I'm I'm more cautious of my younger sisters. I think my two older ones, they're actually like pretty smart and like actually know what they're doing. But the, <laughs> the three younger ones, I'm a little bit concerned about them and and the boys that they're bringing home. So I might have to beat them up. But Yeesh, mate. the two older ones were. Uh, Man, you, you gym, don't you, bro? Oh, occasionally. Eric gym is more than me, so <laughs> you're talking crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's rubbish. Not much is like what every day for like two three hours. Mate. <laughs> That sounds about right for Logan, yeah. For Two sure. sessions a day, an yeah. hour each, mate. Nah, just just the one. I try to go in the mornings before work, but um, but yeah. So that's the way. That's the way, mate. But dude, man, what, what do you do, bro? What's the uh, what's the what, what's the story, bro? Um, so I just returned home, like these other two blokes, um, a couple of years back though, uh, from a two year mission, serving you know God for our church for um two years. I was over in um, New Zealand, and I've oh, been true, back bro. home like three months now. Oh, sweet. So I'm just yeah, working, gymming, eating, sleeping. That's pretty much it. Sounds I'm currently like currently building um, carpentry. Oh, beauty. So just building houses. So it's pretty fun. Good work. Um, hard labor, but it's all right. Tell us a bit more. What were you doing over in uh, in NZ? Oh, yeah. So I was a missionary for um, our church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and pretty much preach. just went around um, every day for two years talking to people about Jesus Christ, trying to answer questions that a lot of people had, like, you know, where do we go after we die? Mm. Why do bad things happen to good people? All those sort of, sorts of questions that people have different opinions about, but we sort of felt that the, the answers that we had were one true and also could bring a lot of um, peace, joy, and happiness to these people's lives and sort of help them to find, you know, the reason why that they're here on this earth and how they can make the most of their life. So it was really, really enjoyable and and really brought me a lot of happiness to be able to help and serve other people. Mm. So yeah. That's powerful, bro. That's because me and Eric have done the same thing too. Yeah, um, yeah. A few years back, uh, Eric in uh, Denmark and I in uh, the great land of Zimbabwe. Rise up, my my brethrens. But uh, <laughs> but for real, like um, because because I'm thinking like very very different nations. Oh yeah, but the three, yeah, Definitely. three different, very all, very different nations. I was about to say like what what makes life as a missionary over in in New Zealand different than everywhere else. Well, well, for me, I was born in New Zealand, so it almost felt like I was at home. So it was really easy to connect with the people there because of the people that I knew because of where I was from. So mm. I guess um, serving as a missionary there, it's, it's almost felt like I was just serving like, like, yeah, I was serving my own people. Mm. Um, so it felt like I was at home just helping out just, you know, the boys, you know, just everyone around me. It was just really cool to be in a place where I was familiar with. Um, I was able to serve down in um, Dunedin, if anyone knows where that is. Mm. My grandparents live down there and that's where me and my family have been going for holidays for about, you know, 10, 12 years of my life. So 
it was a very familiar place and to be around people who I somewhat knew or people who knew my parents or knew my family, it was really cool to be around them and made it feel feel like I was still at home mm. and to be able to serve, you know, people who have previously maybe served my family is really a great blessing. That's awesome, bro. That's powerful, bro. I mean, despite it feeling like home over there, was there moments where you were did you feel homesick at all? I mean, it was home away from home, but yeah. you miss, miss the family, I presume, mate. Yeah, for yeah, no, for two years, definitely missed the family. I don't think I was ever really homesick. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't mind being away from the family. Probably the 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 most difficult times, although they were, it was fine, was when both my sisters got married. So just like you True. were saying, you know, um, old mate snuck in and got your sister while you were gone. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had both my I'll sisters, you know, snuck and you know got married while I was gone. At least I knew both the guys though, so it was all right. But yeah, I think it was just. A little bit difficult to, to miss things that my family were doing, but again, um, I was where I needed to be and I was enjoying what I was doing, so it wasn't really too difficult. And like I said, there was lots of families and people that I met who made me feel like I was at home, so it wasn't too difficult. Yeah, that's, that's always good to hear, because like, I find it funny. Like, you went to New Zealand, you, your family's from there, your, your heritage is from there. You went to Denmark, your family and your heritage is from there. That's exactly right, yeah. No, my dad's a Dane. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. It was like going. It's not like going home because I was never. I've never been there, but it was very familiar. Mm. You know, you you get there, you you start to get to know the people, and I'm like, "Frick, man, this is just like my dad." Sure, <laughs> yeah. You know, all the time, hey, like the mindsets, the, the attitudes and opinions that they had. And I was like, "Wow, my dad's he's a dane." Yeah. Frick. You know, it's so weird to see. Um, but yeah, after learning their language, especially, I started to realize concepts that you know, are very different in that language. Mm-hmm. And one of the cool things that comes, which I guess you would have experienced to a certain extent, is when you start to speak in a different language, the way you think changes. Very true. It's so very weird. True. It's weird to experience, but it's really fascinating. And so I found myself understanding things different, understanding words, putting value behind things uh, that I never had before. Things as simple as a sentence that I would use, even in English, because I can connect the words to their roots all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, that holds greater meaning. Yeah. And so, yeah, it just opened my, my world up to a whole another aspect of life and understanding. And so it was really cool stuff to go back there. That's amazing. I, f- I found the same, because like, like you said, you kind of think differently once you're like learning and speaking a new language. Because like in Zimbabwe, they speak two languages, but the one I learned mostly was called Shona. Yeah. And Shona is a very, I find it, I'm sure you find this in other languages too. There are certain words that you use for certain people, like for the more to show more respect to the elderly, um, when you just talk and smack with your boys, words mean a lot over there. Yeah, definitely. And depends on who you're talking to and how you use it. Because like if I was going to say like, "Hey, what's up to you guys?" Be like, "Ah, oh, did you say I'm done?" Like, like, "What's up, old fellas?" You know, like, "What's up?" <laughs> you know. And uh, if I were to speak to I don't know any of your parents or my parents or my grand any anyone like you know who's of like senior age, it would be um, be like, "Oh, makadi go go," you know, like you kind of drop the tone. And you say you say words that are only used to like in reverence. Yeah, more you know? more formality. Formality, yeah. and there's yeah. a lot of like you know they reverence the uh, you kind of reverence who you're talking to, and so that's what I found amazing, especially with with that language too, because like it's funny in English, like you're like for instance, Heavenly Father or God in that language is is Mighty Baba, like Heavenly Father, Father in, in the sky essentially, um, but you know you, you put that <laughs> next to. God or Heavenly Father, you put like, you know, Mighty Baba has like a nicer, 
So, sort of kind of like it, it's the tone and like how it rolls off the tongue. Not saying that English is a, is a crappy language or anything. It's our first languages, but you know, That's it's true. like it you said. It does lack some description though. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Very yeah. interesting language, English. Just a bit of everything really. Yeah. Wherever the English went, they just took whatever they did with them. Oh, they sure Yeah, did. and then just made up the rest when they got there yeah, and started shortening much. words and doing whatever the heck they wanted with them. Yeah, that's I think Australia is probably the worst um, with you know, shortening words and everything like that. Oh, yeah. mate, but we're, it's, we're proud of it though. I love it. Oh, awesome. Love Definitely it. awesome. It's great. Makes it fun expressing yourself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Like, oh, speaking of which, favourite Aussie slang word while we're on the topic of that? Ooh, that's a tough one. Honestly, I don't realize when I use all. Aussie yeah, I don't even. I don't even really realize yeah. when I use it. It's almost just like everyday language. But I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think. Honestly, the one that I use the most and that ticks off the most people is literally as simple as saying "she'll be right" she'll when be there's right. a problem. Yeah. <laughs> she'll that's, be right. that's the one that I use probably the most because it just describes you know me as a person. Like it's like problem happens. Like yeah, she'll be right. Yeah, who cares? Don't don't th- you know such as life. It'll fix. It'll fix. Yeah, it'll fix itself essentially. I mean. Not gonna lie, I'm hoping this doesn't like this is. I, I don't know if I know the full meaning of it, but calling someone a, a gronk, mate, I just it just <laughs> it just has a funny connotation to it. Yeah, gronk, you know, it just. I don't know. I, if I just, I'm honest, I don't even know what that means, eh? Uh, for me, it just I've sound, never used it. I don't know. I've, like, I've used it, but honestly, I don't really know what it means. It's just more of a like it just means just a, a dis- term. Like, just a I dis- swear, like, half of the Aussie slang is just yeah. about taking the piss out of someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah abso- absolutely. Now we're on that. I've got to search it up on, on friggin' what's it called? Urban Dictionary. Yeah, there you go. There's Eric using his Aussie slang, and it's probably my favourite one is you're just taking the piss, mate. Taking the piss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Didn't even yeah, realize. Didn't even realize. Uh, but yeah, okay. Here we go. So according to Wiki Wiki Dictionary, it's like Wikipedia, but it's it's a dictionary. Yeah, right. It says an unintelligent and callous person. Oh, yes, it's pretty much just so another word for an exactly idiot. What right? we yeah. thought, exactly what we thought. That I was saying another one. According to TikTok, apparently, uh, a total moron, an extremely unpleasant person, or an unwanted guest. Yeah, right. Grog, you know what? I, that's good. Well, that's we've we've been using it right. That's, that's what good. we call ibises, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. The bin chickens, The bin mate. chicken, yeah. Grog. Yeah. You've heard it here first, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the great nation of Australia and outside. The definition of gronk, unpleasant, uncallous, per- or, or a callous person, just or an uninvited guest. Like Logan, we didn't really want you to have here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. I just yeah, um, <laughs> I was just walking down the hallway in the in the house, and these two walk in like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, hey, they come on our podcast. I was like, "Oh yeah, right, whatever." So. It was more like, "Oh, jump on the potty, bra." Yeah, yeah mate. Let's go. <laughs> nah, grateful to be here. It's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I guess despite what you might think, we are an educational podcast. We we, we love we love <laughs> to learn. That that's our lesson of the day. The definition of the word gronk. That's the way. I gotta ask, boys, because like I mentioned this before, um, we we hit the record button. But something I like to do, we we love to have well, all of us here. We love a, a good thought provoking and stirring conversation. I guess we, we know where this is going now, lads. But I've come up with uh, this little segment I like to call hot takes. In the case of Derek, Derek, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> my boy, I call him Derek. In case wow, of B1 been, got called Derek. Wow, I've okay. been watching too much Grey's Anatomy with the misses, mate. So you got one of the doctors, his name is Derek. Hey, so I've been called worse names, don't worry. Like Gronk, so. <laughs> yeah. Since you're, you're a man of the North, we like to call it cold takes, but you know, <laughs> we, uh, we'll, we'll call, we, we call this segment hot takes. Essentially, quick fire. We would say controversial and thought-provoking questions. 
Okay, okay. Let's and do it. so whatever comes to mind, we'll just go with it in this case. But to kind of make it simple, and we'll start really, really slow and we'll, we'll build up to it. I'll tell you, boys, th- this is something that's crossed my mind a lot and there's a lot of diverse opinions on this. As a man who has Italian heritage, <laughs> I think you know where this is going. Yep. Uh, there's a bit of Italian down the line there, mostly Hispanic and, um, and Argentine, but there's a bit of Italian in there. I'm a purist when it comes to, comes to the food. I've got to ask, boys, pineapple on pizza? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm about to flip this desk any second now. <laughs> okay, well, no. You two it, are it, wrong, it, dep- <laughs> it depends on the pizza, but it's true. just like, just got everything on it. Yeah, chuck pineapple on it too. It's like sweetens it up a little bit. But oh. if you like, got like a nice, you know, margarita, you wouldn't put freaking pineapple oh, okay, on it. Okay, yeah, you, I, you I respect that. I respect you know, that. It depends on the wrong, pizza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my take on it, you know. When you go to a Brazilian barbecue, you have your nice, you know, pineapple cinnamon thing. Yeah. Nice warm pineapple. It's delicious. It's mm-hmm. one of the best things in the world, yeah, right? It's, it's tropical. It's, it's awesome. A, it's a kind of a tropical yeah. kind of, you know, Brazil is, it's, it's a hot it's a hot place. Right. It's bringing that sweetness fruits, yeah. to the meat that you're eating and everything. It's it's delicious. And I, it does the same thing to a pizza. Okay. I, I, think, I, think something, I think something for me is like, if I was to go to Domino's where the pizzas are just crap and they're just, you know, they're just, they're average pizzas, right? You just chuck everything on, you just eat it all. Mm-hmm. If I was to go to like Italy mm-hmm. and they to make like the pizzas properly, yeah, there's probably no way I'd put pineapple yeah, no. on it. I'd probably, okay. you know, yeah, yeah. let them, let them do whatever heart, they do. You. And, you know, you make your pizza and I'll just eat it because it's going to taste amazing no matter what. Mm-hmm. Go to Domino's, you just chuck everything on yeah. it. Whatever. Whatever. you got you to yeah. make something crap taste good. Yeah. Okay. You know? Whereas, you know yeah. Yeah. We've got to live in a tolerant age. I'll, I'll respect your opinions. I'll tolerate them. <laughs> they don't. They, reason being, mate, you, Italy, there's there's no such thing as a pineapple over there, mate. It's like you're, min- you're mixing, you know, continental and, you know, Asian cuisine, mate. It just doesn't work. Surf and turf, you know, it's, it's that's kind of how I see it and it's not how it traditionally was. Like, like I said, I'm a bit of a purist yeah, when yeah. it comes to that. And don't get me wrong, if that's the only thing there, I'll suck it up. Yeah. But... No, fair enough. I just the, the, at, at, honest, at so. the principle of it, the principle of it, and the fact that you know it's such a commonly accepted thing. Wait, wait. Yeah. But here's the real question: Have you tried it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Of oh, course. Okay. Like okay. I said, I, like, I can respect your views. Then, like I said, if um, like I said, if, if I'm at like a party or if someone's you know ordered pizza and all they've got is a Hawaiian, but um, if all <laughs> they got is a Hawaiian, then I'm, I'm not gonna say, oh no, I can't because that's yeah, you of know. Course, of course. Well, I think I think you know the old adage is what when in Rome do as the Romans. So thank you. You know when we're in Italy, I'm more than happy to just eat whatever they you know they make. And over here, like I said, chuck everything on, and I'm just going to eat it because it tastes pretty good. Absolutely. You know, as you say, when in Rome do as the, do as the Romans do. I got to ask, boys. There's a TikTok trend, trend going around. I got to ask, how often do you think about the Roman Empire, lads? <laughs> how <laughs> you know, often? My wife came up to the other day and up to me the other day and asked me that. I had no idea what she was talking about. So I, I don't I have TikTok. I still have no idea what I, I don't I, have TikTok either. So I, I have no so idea confused. what people are asking confused. me about. Because I was asked the same thing. So I was, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. From what I understand, it's just a, a blokey thing just to think about the Roman Empire. <laughs> now, so it's, it's not a joke at all. Like it's not supposed to mean something else. You, they're literally talking about the Roman, Roman Empire. Yeah. Okay. Because my response was every time I eat a Caesar salad. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> or well, like, like, I'm not going to go like fantasizing about the Romans. I'm just like, Caesar, okay, you know, that makes exactly. sense. Hey, you know, one of my favourite movies of all time, Gladiator, Russell Crowe. Yep, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Hans Zimmer. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. One, oh, the soundtrack, soundtrack, the soundtrack. Amazing. But like, from what, okay, it's it's more like a blokey thing. And apparently, oh, look, I don't know if it's true or not. It's like some psychologists, I don't know. 
if this is just someone making it up, come in and say, like, oh, it's like the male. They say how males like to like to dominate and conquer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Rome is right. the, the epitome of divide and conquer. You know, like they ruled the world for quite some time. They knew what they were doing. They were a force to be reckoned with. Anyone who went up against them got absolutely, you know, smashed. So I think that's kind of the reason we're like, oh, guys, you know, it's in, it's in our it's in our DNA, you know, to to think about it, to yeah, think right. about it, you know, and it's, it's alpha mentality, yeah. yeah. But that, that's what I've heard in passing. I don't know if that's the actual reason for the for what it is, but yeah, that's the interesting. Uh, it, when we mentioned you know Rome, there, I'm like, oh, I got to ask the boys how often. <laughs> I mean, anything from the floor, like what, like what's what's something that okay? He's in the words of Peter Griffin, what grinds your gears. What is something uh, that grinds your gears? Well, something that grinds my gears is when I bring a trailer to someone moving and they pack it for me and it pisses me off <laughs> when it's done wrong. <laughs> pisses me off. Like what? Like they put like what the box at the very back. I'm, I'm just very meticulous when it comes to, you know, packing trailers, packing cars, anything like that. I have to do it my way. It has to be perfect. And I want it because I'm driving the car, right? <laughs> I'm the one that's going to get judged as I drive this trailer down the road. How the <laughs> frick it's being packed by all these guys, right? So... If I'm going to take a trailer to someone and help them move house, mm -hmm. just don't touch my trailer. You can leave everything on the side and I'll pack it perfectly exactly how yeah. I want it. Just so more things can fit as well because, I don't know, you know, a bit of, ro bit of roadblocks, bit of, you know, Tetris. <laughs> yeah, you know, it just, yeah, it makes me angry. Because me and Eric, we're not well. I mean, we've worked on, on sites before, mm. um, but we're not tradies. Um, however, mate, like, does, like, the pack in a trailer, does that say a lot about a man? Oh, 100%. Well, I, I don't know. I think me and my dad are a lot the same. So whenever um, dad's packing the car or me and dad are packing the car, mum just stays away because she knows we'll just won't be happy if it's done wrong. So I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. I'll ask Eric if, he, if he's the same. But yeah, I just, I hate it when people pack the trailer. You the know, there was from. a time where I probably would have been the same. I guess being having to be around people with very different views on those kinds of topics, especially on organisation and stuff, you kind of learn to bite your tongue a little bit. And I guess for years of just letting people do their thing, I just don't really care as much anymore, you know. But, yeah, definitely as a kid, as like a te young teen especially, oh, yeah, I would have been so focused on doing it perfect. Mm -hmm. Every I was such a perfectionist in everything I did back then, eh? But, no, nah, not anymore. Now I'm kind of just – I just go with the flow. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I think I'm a little bit of a – on the softer side <laughs> in regards because I – I think it's because we're married. Yeah, that, that too, and like yeah, you probably have to deal with a woman, and they just try and do everything anyway. So, oh, I wasn't going on the lines of that. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I haven't manual labor is something I haven't, you know, I've done it in, in my lifetime, but like in the past, you know, several years, not so much, and I've kind of softened up. So, like, I don't know, like, like I'm saying, that's why I ask you because uh, you, you're, 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 you're weak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah see, I mean, look, you and I, we we exercise, you know, the mind for for what we, what we do for a living, yeah. and you know, it's. You get soft physically. That's just how That's it goes. True. That's why we go to the gym, man. Mm. Otherwise, you just keep getting fat. Absolutely. Or you and I, well, I had to give a, a break, but the NFL, mate. Yeah, that's right. We together. I forgot about that. Yeah, mate. I'm, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm missing it. I'm missing it. You know. Oh, you got pretty good considering it's only been, you only did a year. Yeah. That was pretty good stuff, though. Yeah. Watched you play. Yeah, mate. I mean, I'm... I do, I do love defense, but I do want to give tight end a try. Oh, yeah? You know, well, considering uh, my missus is a big Swifty, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, what do, we, what do we think? Yeah, tra Travis Kelsey and Travis Taylor Swift, Kelsey. mate. Oh, mate. I, all for it, mate. I, I actually like it. I mean, he's a bloke's bloke, confident guy. The guy's won two Super Bowls, mate. He's an absolute G. Yeah, no, I mean, he seems like a good bloke. Eh? Yeah. 
mean, people have their opinions about him. I think, you know what, whatever makes the two happy. And look, I don't like, you know, I honestly couldn't care less about anyone's relationship, you know, let alone Taylor Swift. I mean, everyone seems to care about it, but. Some reason, yeah. But honestly, it's, 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 I just look at them like, you know, from a distance, like that's wholesome. You, you guys, you guys do good. If it's true. Look, honestly, that's their life. I don't want to go too far. But I think that's, it's, it's, it's pretty nice, you know. In the words of Bob Cattle, let a thousand blossoms bloom. <laughs> but, you know, let, let a thousand blossoms bloom, you know, let, let it be. But, you know, yeah, it's a bit of a shock. But you know what? In the words of uh, many other men out there, Taylor and all those Swifties out there, welcome to football. Hey. Love to have you. No, something just came to mind, eh? Back on the topic of grinding my gears. My, oh, oh yeah, I want to hear this. Big pet peeve, hey, I'm, and I'm to this day, ticks me off whenever it happens. There's people who just don't stop saying sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mate, you, you'd hate to step foot in Canada, wouldn't you, bro? <laughs> yeah, I would. But, man, I just I can't stand it. Like, they'll do the smallest thing, and I do not give a damn about what they're doing. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. It's like, dude, no, nobody cares. Like, just just oh. chill. Oh, you know, I, I don't have much to say about it. It just yeah, it pisses me off too, to be honest. Yeah. Well, another another you know another thing that grinds my gears, just um, cars at roundabouts. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know about you know other countries oh. and whatnot, but people in Australia they have no idea how to go around a roundabout. Um, before we move on, well, what's one more thing that grinds you? It's, first, it was hot takes. Now it's like you know what? Let's do this segment called <laughs> "What Grinds My Gears." <laughs> what grinds my gears? We love a we love a bit of a rant. It's healthy what, now what, and again. What grinds your gears? Oh, what grinds my gears? I'm just going to interject here because I think Logan it. will agree with this. Cooking steak in a pan. Oh yeah, has to be okay. Look, if that's all you got, yes. But if you have the, the barbecue there <laughs> on a barbecue, no question. Look, I've had to cook steaks in a pan, but I hate it. Every time I do it, I feel like I am disgracing the meat in front of me. Oh yeah, you respect the animal that has sacrificed itself for yeah, your. Of course. Like I'll go. I'd rather go spend twenty bucks on a bag of charcoal and go light up the good old Weber yeah, and cook a steak on there than I would put it in a pan. But yeah, mate. Oh, Ooh, I'm actually on the opposite side of this. Oh what? Ooh. Okay, actually. I, yeah, go on, go on. I, I like. I would definitely prefer you know a reverse sear and everything mm-hmm. like that. But yeah. I'm more than happy to cook it on a nice you know. I mean, if you nice have pan, if you have the option, you know, if some, you have both in front of you, you would go pan. Um. I don't know. It just depends on the steak. But, you know, a pan, you know, you put the butter in, you can melt the butter, you can baste it with the butter, you can oh, put the okay. rosemary in, you can put the you can put the, you know, the garlic in, you can get that beautiful flavour. It's a very specific type okay. of pan that you need, but, you know, a pan does it really, really well. Okay. Yeah, okay. This is what I like about this. You know, we're getting perspective, perspectives here. I respect both. And to be honest, I prefer the barbecue, but I do love a nicely basted steak. Yeah. And, the, the, you know, you add a bit more to it. I think it just comes down to if you can know how to cook a steak. You can do exactly. it on just about anything. Because if you, you get you, you know you get you get the average Joe a pan to cook a steak, it's going to be rubbish. Oh, but so. if you actually know how to do it on a pan, then it's actually yeah. pretty good. But like, like I said, a reverse seared steak on the old you know on the old grill outside, it's pretty bloody beautiful. So you made me realize what grinds my gears. <laughs> All right, go while on. we're on the topic of steaks, anyone who cooks a steak anything above medium rare, you are an absolute muppet and so, should not be able to eat meat for the rest of your life. You are disrespecting the meat by charcoaling that thing to no flavour, to absolutely no nutrients or meat. In it. You see, I'm very passionate about this because yes. this is absolutely ridiculous. you got to have it. Look, I understand people don't want it rare, rare or blue because that's, yep, you know, yep. 
but any medium rare or above, if there's no red in the center, or if there's not a little bit of blood, you know, when you give it a bit of a, you know, a bit of a, you know, a push, shoots out a bit of juice, mate, you've disrespected, mate. I can see why vegans and vegetarians get mad because you've disrespected the animal like that. Give it its 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 due praise, mate. Honestly, Eric Eric married um a woman like that actually. Oh, however, however, he has been able to change her, change her, but Ooh. for the past you know twenty years she's been a you know a well done steak girl. So oh. she wasn't actually allowed in the house when we cooked steak. But, um, oh, oh, she's definitely that. changed now. Yeah, she's changed now. Yeah. So that's good. Look, oh, I'm see, so glad. This, this is what I'm saying about you know I'm not judging. You know the man. I'm judging what he does to, <laughs> yeah. to Savannah, and he's he's made her a, you know, a medium rare steak yeah. girl. So look, yeah, I've married a woman who's has the same ideals as me in that regards. If it's not bleeding, I ain't eating. In other words. <laughs> it's been a rough week for us, uh, Queenslanders. Oh, sure as lads, two grand finals, zero from two, mate. How are we feeling after that loss? Well, what are your thoughts? First off, I mean, do you guys ever, like, I mean, AFL's not the biggest sport up here in, yeah, nah, in Queensland. Yeah, no, if I'm honest, I don't follow AFL at all. Yeah, I don't follow AFL at all. I actually, well, I watched the game, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, unlucky. We got, um, we got, we got, we got close. I, I, don't, I don't know the rules of AFL, so I don't know about robbing, but, you know, we, we got close. We were up there by two points and they scored mm. two, what is it? They got a, got a goal. Yeah, so they got two goals six, in, like, the last, you know, ahead, yeah. you know, two minutes, so. It was yeah. it was unlucky, but yeah, I don't know if they got robbed or anything. I can only if you want to talk rugby league, I'm happy. But I was about yeah. to say, mate, that was the biggest. I'll be honest. I'm I'm a Sydney cider, and you know, up the doggies. But you know, it's been a rough couple of years for us. However, I don't like Penrith because one, they're a flipping good side, but they've got some questionable characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jerome Luai, but no. Nah, well, so won't. like, <laughs> I'm 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 a Roosters fan, so. You know, that's that's my team. I've always gone for the Warriors just because I'm from New Zealand. So up, the all, was. up the Waz. <laughs> and so the Roosters got out, the Warriors got out. I was, I was just, I didn't really care about the game, to be honest. I, I don't really support Brisbane at all. So mm. didn't really care. And I was more than happy for, for Penrith to beat Brisbane, to be yeah. honest. Look, you got to admit, like, they are a, Penrith are a good side. I mean, it's not easy to get a three-peat ever in any sport whatsoever. No, yeah, definitely. And, and I think the thing is, is that, like, you know, Brisbane had it. It was 20, oh. 24 to 8 in the 55th minute. Mate. Like, they had it and they lost Three it. Three tries so, ahead comfortably. So I can't, I can't, you know, say anything about, you know, no one getting robbed. You know, oh, yeah. Penrith won it fair and square, easy, no worries. Yeah. reason why I say that the Lions got robbed is because, yes, it was tight neck and neck. They were four points behind um, in the last, like, minute or two. However, in the last, I say, minute or 30 seconds, the ball is in the, um, the Lions 50. Yeah. And there's a bit of a scuffle and a free kick is called. However, because every, no one heard the whistle, people just kept going. And so the ref's like, oh, advantage um, advantage Lions. And they just kept going. Oh, so they didn't get their free so kick. So they didn't get the free kick when usually it's like, all right, calm down. Because it's, it's a scuffle, mate. No one's got the advantage in a, in a full-on scuffle, mate. Everyone's just throwing hands, trying to grab whoever's got the ball, wherever they think the ball is. Mate, no one's got the advantage there, mate. It's just free-for-all. And so the ref calling that advantage, you know, play on. And old mate, I don't, I don't know who kicked the ball, but old mate just flogged it in the air. It was going nowhere. Oh, was that the one where he booted it behind his back? Like, th- kicked it, like, behind his head? I think so. Yeah, and yeah. And it just was, went straight to he a was Collingwood just, he was play just and to, just, yeah. it was just gone. He was yeah, just yeah. trying to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. That's what he was trying to do. Because, but, like, yeah, that's where I felt like the refing, like, we got robbed in that regards. Because where they were sitting, yeah. right on the 50 line, yeah. It's not easy to kick a 50-meter kick for but anyone. it's definitely possible. But it's very possible for most, well, if you average AFL, yeah, player. AFL player. 
And so, and considering the angle, it was almost straight on. Almost straight on, yeah. So, just a little bit off to the right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, that's where I felt we got robbed. And let's be honest, I freaking hate Collingwood. Who doesn't hate Collingwood? They, <laughs> they haven't won a premiership in ages, though. Yeah. They? Yeah. And to be honest, I mean, it's <laughs> grubby organization, grubby fan base. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be honest, the Collingwood fans that I do know, yeah, I don't know. They're. Pretty questionable people. They are so. questionable people. <laughs> you know, I question their dentists too, mate. You know, they seem to <laughs> go to some some hillbilly dentist, mate. They just pull out whatever's there, mate. Nah, but yeah, it's it was a rough week for for Queenslanders this week. Look, we've been we've been talking for a while. We've uh, it's been great to have you boys on. It's been, I'll be honest, it's been refreshing to have a bit of a chat like this in a while because usually I do interviews. And it's just good to have just a, a cheeky yarn with the boys. That's the way, that's the way. Can't good shake a good yarn. Can't shake a good yarn at all, mate. I guess just to end it on on today, I've got one more segment I'll kind of want to go with you uh, over with you boys with. Now, Eric mentioned that he is studying, you know, medicine or, or you know, medical science, essentially. Yep. Um, early stage. You're not in med school yet, but no. that's, that's Another down, year down, the tr- down, yeah, it's down the track, almost there. We all know that anyone in the medical industry, especially doctors and surgeons, they make some pretty mean bank. Yep. In regards to that, I've got a little top five for us to do. So essentially, we all have a have a crack at what we reckon is in this list of top five. So essentially, the top five highest um, earning occupations. Now, I've had my beautiful wife send me an email before I left with with the list of the top five. So I haven't touched it yet. Haven't okay. looked at it. Haven't opened the email, obviously. For I wonder who the list is from. Is it from like Forbes or like... I'm curious. I'll, I'll ask her afterwards. Okay. Or she might, it might just be the link. Who knows? But yeah. There, there is an email there with, with the five, top five there. Now, is this like in any profession? Any profession, ab- any profession okay. at all. This could be anything. Um, does it, no, medical, whether it be, you know, academic or anything like that. Just anything yeah. you can make bank from, that's what's, that's what's on the list. But yeah, any occupation whatsoever. So boys, you pull out your phones or whatever you want to do to write out to keep, you know, keep a, a list down. Okay. We'll think... Straight off the bat. Oh, so we're doing all our own lists? Yeah. Or we'll go one by one and just, and, um, oh yeah, we do our, do our list and then we'll go one by one. Okay, sounds from, good. From the top five, what we're thinking here. Okay. And just to clarify, it doesn't have to be in any particular order, just if you just make the list. I'm ready when you are, Logan. All right. Like, I, I do I not know. think any of these are going to be accurate. Yeah, I'd, mine is sort of, I don't really... I don't really have like I don't have a top five. I just got five. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know about the the order, but yeah. yeah. All right. So according to to ninenews.com.au. dot <laughs> Or do we, you want us to read ours first? Oh yes, yes. Yeah. What, what have you got down? Okay. Just go one one for one. Yep. So entrepreneur was one of my first thoughts, mainly because it really is up to the individual, and there's a lot of entrepreneurs that make. Ridiculous money. Yeah, so I just said business executive. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. Yep. Something, something like that. That's one. What's is that, that on there? Oh, oh no, no, no. We'll, we'll go through what we've got first. Uh, the other one I put was surgeons. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, generalising. surgeon too. Surgeon. Yeah. Um, I also put lawyers. Lawyers. Lawyers as well, yep. And then I did MBA and NFL. And then I did, I did, I just got rid of athletes. So I just didn't even think about that. And then I did an accountant and like a developer, like a yep. land developer. Uh, developer. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they, oh, they can make bad. That's true, true. Let's so, see. All right. So, like I said, according to 9news.com.au, 
This is the top 10 highest paying jobs in Australia. Oh, Australia. Oh, Australia. Australia. oh shocking. Okay, well, two yeah, of mine yeah. are definitely the, the, not on that is, list. This has changed. I mean- That's okay. That's okay. Let's we go we can't it. change since it is Australia. Yeah, and yeah, there's probably, probably a lot of mining things in there as well, to be honest as well. But yeah, go on. That's all good. So let's just go ahead. You want to go with yeah, it? All let's right. Go. So in Australia, number 10, financial investment advisor. Oh, yeah. So a financial Fair advisor. Fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. Number nine. CEO or managing directors. Yeah, that's basically yours there. Yeah. Now, okay, I'll, I'll give you the average. Yeah, um, I was going to put CEO, but I'm surprised they're nine, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. So the so back to a financial investor, um, investment advisor, they make on average $169,608 To be honest, that's not even that much. Yeah. yeah. I'm I mean, sure it's, that's it's, pretty it's general. Quite, yeah, it's, it's quite must, general. must be very averaged. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, that's still that's still good, good money. Oh, oh 100%. Percent, mate, but, anything in six figures, mate, you're doing well. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, any anything over 100, 150 Gs, you're doing real well, I'll say. So yeah, that's the financial planners, financial investment advisors. Number nine, CEO and managing director. So they make $177,508. Yep, that's about right. Um, that makes, yep. makes sense. Number nine. Number eight. Sorry, eight, sorry. Number eight. <laughs> Judge or legal professional? Yeah, okay, lawyers. Oh, yeah. That's basically that legal, legal on that line. They make a fairly a whopping $193,388. Oof, that's pretty good. Pretty good. That's, that's, that's a good amount. Now, number seven. Mining engineer. There yeah, you there go. go. Mining engineers. Yeah. Mining engineers um, can make a bank. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, they, they make a, about a bit over three grand more. So they make around about on average one hundred ninety six thousand one hundred seventy eight bucks yeah. per year. All right. Now this is where we kind of find the uh, the common sort of industry here. We're at number six now. We're almost in the top five here. Number six, general or other medical practitioners. So a GP. Just a GP. Yeah. Just a GP. They make oh, pretty decent. This, this is all, this is all taxable income. So this is before tax. Yeah, of course. Um, two hundred fifty-one thousand seven hundred twenty-two bucks. Jeepers. That's <laughs> that's pretty good money. That is that is good bank. Top five. It's all over two fifty. Top five. Though, that's so this good. is the top five now. This is where we really start to making the big money makers. Now I'll be honest. This is, I don't think I agree with this one. I mean, there is a lot of you do a lot of study and there is you know a lot of work to get into this, but we kind of joke around about it quite a bit. Saying they're a little bit looky, but psychiatrists. Uh, yes. Psychiatrists. Wow. Well, when they're charging two hundred yeah. bucks a session, yeah, they're making bank or more. So on average, around two hundred and seventy thousand four hundred and twelve bucks. Wow, wow, not That's bad. Crazy. That is some good bank, and it only gets further up from here. We're making some big leaps now. So as for number four, so that was number five. So number five was a psychiatrist. We didn't put any. No, none of us put that down. Eh? No, not at all. Didn't no. even think of it. I didn't think of that. I'm thinking dentist now. I might think that might be up there. That, that's got to be up there. Yeah. I mean, looking at like general, like other practitioners. Well, they might be under the. No, uh, other practitioners can include GPs, radiologists, and pathologists. Yeah, radiologists. So dentists are still in the in, in the run here. So here we go. Internal medical specialist. Yep. Oh, so they're getting really really specific. Yeah, they're getting really specific here. So they well, make so many fields you can specialize in. So that's yeah. Once you specialize in medicine, your income goes yeah, up your by a lot. Goes, yeah. So just to give a bit of clarification, they make around about what they do is they diagnose and treat internal disorders and disease and diseases using specialized diagnostic technology. So specialists essentially, they make on average about three hundred thirty-four thousand two hundred sixty-seven bucks. Wow! Before tax, before tax, mm. I'm sure they've been making. 
Yeah. Take it off half of that. And that's around the 200 mark, <laughs> yeah, around a bit yeah, less yeah. than half the tank. <laughs> Ooh, now this, this one is interesting. We've got financial dealer. Now, financial dealer, what counts as under is they buy, sell, and trade stocks. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes a lot so of sense. you got the boys uh, and, and, the, and, the, and the ladies on uh, Wall Street, essentially. Yep. On average, around 341798 bucks. Some good money. Good money yeah. there. Good money there. Now, we're making another massive leap here, in, like, you know, bracket-wise. It's kind of what we thought would be here. Now, this is actually interesting. I think you'd know this for a fact considering how much a bit of a, uh, you know, they kind of joke around about them. But anesthesiologists is number two. Oh, yeah, they make good money. Just putting people to sleep for surgeries. They make, on average, this is in Australia, 426894 bucks. Yeah, no surprises there. Eh? Almost, Look, almost half honestly, a bucks. Honestly, it's a lot of money, but considering that they're the people keeping you alive, essentially, yeah. during those surgeries, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give them the money. I'd rather stay alive and pay more money than, you know, skip that cost. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, number one's very obvious. Well, okay, before I tell you, what, what do you guys think it is? Honestly, I'm... I'm going surgeon. Yeah, like something, if that's the direction like that. we're moving, I'd go towards a, some like some kind of like neurosurgeon or some intense yeah, surgery. Probably, probably neurosurgeon. Yeah. You guys are on the money there. Number one is a surgeon. Yeah. Requires six years of additional training after completing a formal medical degree. So they're talking like, you know, neurologists, cardiologists, trauma surgeons, any type of surgeon generally. Yeah. Heart surgeon. Yeah. Hearts, yeah. What's, what's their what's so, the average for them? Four hundred fifty-seven thousand two hundred eighty-one dollars. Yeah, it's gonna be Eric soon. That's the damn. Shh, mate, fingers crossed. Fingers soon, crossed, mate. Soon. You're gonna be paying for my Land Cruiser. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> mate, I think a Land Cruiser itself costs around about a year's <laughs> worth for a surgeon in itself, mate. Yeah, but hey, mate. Well, there you have it, mate. That's that's something to look forward to, mate. You're looking to be a surgeon, aren't you, bro? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, as, mate. As long as everything works out, you have a lot lazy. to look forward to there. If you put the put in the hard yards, mate. That's the way. There you have it, mate. Top 10 highest paying occupations in Australia. That's pretty, like, do we keep a tally? Or what we, uh, what we got right? Uh, of my, of my five. So who won? I got three of my five. So five psychiatrists. No, so one, no one got no, psychiatrists. No, no. I got like the entrepreneur kind of the, the number yeah. 10 or whatever it was. Kind of that. I mean, we, we, we can count that as a CEO kind of thing. C- yeah, it's kind of running a business kind yeah. of style. That's not in the five, unfortunately. No, nah, not in the five. I think got three. We've got surgeon and lawyer were the only other two that surgeon, were even on those ten. Surgeon, lawyer. Well, actually, judge or legal professional is number eight. I, well, of the out of the ten, I think I got four of mine oh, yeah. were there. Yeah. But in oh, the five, I think I only got yeah. surgeon. You flogged yeah. me. Mate, it's... it's Interesting, mate. It's well, it totally. You, you put NFL, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, wasn't, I should yeah, have said you know, Australia specifically, yeah. but yeah, no, that's that. Well, brethren, my boys, my lads, it's been a pleasure to have you both on here today. Thanks for having us on. Thank you for for coming on in the first place. I mean, this is kind of a bit of a last minute thing. Like, you know what? We got to film a pod episode. Let's just get these two strapping young gentlemen on. Yeah, no. see, see where it goes and it's been, been good been good it's been fun it's been fun having a bit of a, a yarn with your boys and to you know just chew the fat essentially as we like right. to say but um yeah thank you very much lads uh if you any other like parting words you want to parting words of wisdom i guess you want to leave with us before we we close it off for the day please learn how to drive around a roundabout absolutely for the Amen. sake of everyone else so that, for that case that you know none of us have to go see eric if one of you guys yeah. <laughs> stuffs up on the roundabout one of you, in case one of you guys t-bone me as i go around the roundabout i don't want to be going to see eric yeah nah. well logan eric it's been a pleasure i guess to uh to sign off this is your your boy willie g eric dj and old mate logan shooting in for another week on the offcuts podcast 
signing off. Peace.